like a big theme in my adult life is to claim it and not apologize for it. Cause I think, I don't know, I grew up like a nice Midwestern girl and like did a lot of like, oh, sorry, like maybe is that too much kind of thing. So the in claiming it and being like, yeah, I would like to play leads and I am working on my voice and my acting to accomplish that goal instead of being like, I think so, maybe, sorry. <laughs> I think that's been a huge part of my journey too, is to really like, I have to believe it for myself when I claim it. Hey there, welcome to Theater Life Uncensored, where we peel back the curtain and reveal to you what's really working in today's industry for theater artists just like you. That means you get to hear and learn how to surpass your career goals sooner and enjoy an easier, more peaceful life along the way. I'm your host, Jim Cooney, a New York City-based director-choreographer, and I'm also the founder of Amplified Artists, a membership community for theater professionals from performers to producers and everyone in between, helping you create a career and life you love. So today I am talking to Michelle Lemon. She's a New York City-based performer and instrumentalist. She's performed internationally and all over the country at regional theaters, and she's currently in the national tour of Lincoln Center Theater's production of My Fair Lady. Now, I think you're going to really love today's episode because we are talking all things booking jobs, booking work, but we're talking about doing it without having to audition by using all of these other free tools that are at your disposal that can help book you jobs on autopilot. Michelle is also a great example of someone who sets a goal and achieves it, sets the next goal and achieves it, and so on. She's probably the best example of this out of anyone that I know. So I asked her how she does this so you can learn from her and get inspired to do the same things for yourself. Now, before we get into all of that, I want to offer you a free gift to thank you for being a follower of the show. It's called Dream Career Blueprint, and it shows you exactly how to construct your dream career based on the advice of countless industry experts. You can download your free Dream Career Blueprint at jimcooney.me forward slash blueprint, and I will link to it in the show notes as well. Also, if you don't want to miss any episodes of the show, be sure to hit the subscribe button in your podcast player so you are the very first to know when the next episode is released. And hey, while you're there, I'd be so grateful if you could give the podcast a five-star rating and leave a positive review. It really helps people find out about this podcast so it can help them like it helps you. And by the way, if you want to connect outside of this episode, you can follow me on Instagram at jimcooneynyc. Pop on over there and say hello. All right, my friends. So here is my conversation with Michelle Lemon. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you here. This is going to be a great conversation, and I'm really thankful for your time. Yeah, I'm so thankful to be here. Thanks for having me as a guest. Yes. And, uh, you know, I have known you for a very long time and seen your growth. And um, especially since joining Amplified Artists the past three years, I've got to work with you a lot more uh, closely. And and so we have a lot of things I want to talk to you about because you've just been killing it with uh, accomplishing all your goals and your website and your social media and all these things. So I want to want to dive into all that. But first, I always like to just start with um, how you describe yourself as an artist, because this is something that's challenging for a lot of people. And you know, what do you do? And if, unless you're just like one thing, it's like, how do you sum up everything you do? So in your words, how would you describe yourself? Yeah. Oh, this is always such like a big question, it feels like. But I would say I'm a New York City based performer um, and I'm one of those multi hyphenates. So dancer, singer, actor, instrumentalist. Um, so I studied dance in school, but I also grew up playing a lot of instruments and have recently started playing accordion. So I love doing all the things. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, you, so, you know, talking about all these things you do, like you out of anyone who 
probably have ever worked with, but definitely in Amplified Artists have accomplished more goals. Like literally you set a goal and then you accomplish it. You set the next goal, you accomplish it. Like doing an international gig, booking a principal role, booking an actor-musician role, booking a national tour, um, starting to do dance captain and choreography. Like literally everything you say, okay, here's my next goal, and then you do it. And I just want to know, like, how how are you doing those things? Because a lot of people say a goal and then they work on it for three or four years and still don't even get it. And you seem to be doing it like every couple of months you have a new goal and you've checked it off. So what is your, your process to do this? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to like my instinct is to have the answer of like, I'm lucky, but like, sure, there's some of that going on. But I think that a lot of it for me is like not being attached actually to the outcome. It's like, OK. I am interested in being an actor musician or doing these things. And I'm like, how can I develop my skills to get there, but not being so attached to like, I need this final thing and it needs to look this way. Um, so I feel really fortunate that I'm like, okay, these are things that like will feel great coming into my life and my career, but it's not like it has to be this and it has to be this specific thing. Um, and so I feel like a lot of these ways that I have like accomplished the goals, quote unquote, it looks different than I was ever expecting. I don't even think I was expecting. So I think the like releasing expectations and like being in the process and being in the like, this feels good to study these things and to work on my skills in this way has kind of allowed these goals to flourish, which is really exciting. And I feel very grateful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, luck is definitely a part of anyone's journey. So, I mean, you know, we can't discount luck, but, you know, people could have a lucky break and if they're not prepared or they're not ready or for whatever reason, you know, luck is only part of the equation. You also have to be ready to go. And, um, you know, when you say you're detaching yourself from the outcome, do you feel like that's giving you a freedom to, you know, when you're in auditions or submitting yourself that you're able to really, you know, express yourself more as an artist because you're not so confined with that? Like, or talk to me about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, yes. Because I think that the, the things that I have booked, it came from this place of like play and exploration. It's like, oh, cool. I only have like a little bit of time to complete this self tape. So I'm just gonna say like, fuck it and do whatever feels fun and like come from an acting perspective and all these sorts of things. And so I think the like, let me just explore and let me play and find joy. And the process is what ends up booking the work and not like oh my god let me be perfect for this sort of job and let me do it just how the people want it to be it's like oh how can i like bring myself into this equation and just kind of play around <laughs> well i can tell you yeah and from i know that you're saying that's how you feel but i can also reflect that that's how you come across too because when i have seen you in auditions you do have this freedom um i didn't know until just now that that's that was part of the reason why. Um, but that's great. I mean, I think that for anyone listening to this, it's you will be able to do your best work when you're not so worried about, am I going to book this job or not? Or is this person going to become my friend? Or do they want to work with me? And just be be an artist is what I kind of hear you saying is like, find the joy in doing the work and then the jobs will come to you. Um, but that said, like you have steered your career because like I said, you you make a goal and then it happens. So like for someone who's listening and is like, well, okay, yeah, I can detach myself from the outcome, but then how do I actually get to these goals? So like, how have you been able to do that? Like hold on to that freedom and that detachment, but that still set yourself in the direction to accomplish these things. Mm. I think 
claiming that it's something that I'm working on is really powerful, like speaking out loud. And that's actually something that's so great about Amplified Artists to like give you a plug. Um, but it's true. And in Amplified Artists be like, hey, these are the things that I'm working on. And these are things that I'm trying to steer my career towards and just like claiming that and speaking it out loud and then like telling your friends and working on it with your mentors and your teachers and like just letting it be known, I think is really powerful and helpful. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, there is a stat too that, and I say this, you've heard me say, and I'm sure other people have a million times too, that you are, I mean, they've done all these studies. If you actually say it out, say it out loud, you become 50% more likely to hit your goal. And then if you have accountability, you become 95% more likely to hit your goal. And so you putting that in either the accountability forums or just putting it in the forums anywhere saying, this is what I'm working on. This is what my goal is. And then people chiming in to, you know, help you support you, whatever. Like that's, that is no surprise to me that like you are checking those off because you're using that. But it's interesting because you're not, you're not actively trying to do it. You're just putting it out there and like claiming that you're going to do that and then getting the support to make it happen. But then at the same time, detaching yourself from the outcome. So that's a very interesting recipe. I've never really heard it like that, but it seems to work well for you. Yeah. I think also too, with the claiming, like a big theme in my adult life is to claim it and not apologize for it. Cause I think, I don't know, I grew up like a nice Midwestern girl and like did a lot of like, oh, sorry, like maybe is that too much kind of thing. Um, so the, in claiming it and being like, yeah, I would like to play leads and I am working on my voice and my acting to accomplish that goal instead of being like I think so maybe sorry like it's okay if I play <laughs> I think that's been a huge part of my journey too is to really like I have to believe it for myself when I claim it yeah yeah no I, I think it is true like you you do definitely have to believe in yourself and that's this confidence you know it's you can tell when someone walks in the room if they have the confidence or not and like going back to your idea of like just being free to play. You need to have confidence in yourself to be able to do that. Um, where do you think your confidence comes from or how do you get your confidence? Ooh. Um, therapy. I mean, honestly, that's a huge thing is like when I like started, I mean, I started going to therapy like end of my senior year of college and then I had a little break and now I'm like currently in therapy again. Um, but that's been huge, just like to recognize like my conditioning as a human outside of a performer um, has totally helped me as a performer. And that's not it's not like I'm going to therapy to be like to be a better performer, just to like work on myself as a human. Um, yeah. And so I think confidence in like. For example, like speaking up in conversations in my personal life, like using all of those tools then really translate to being an artist and being confident in the yep. audition space. Yeah. Right. I mean, being a human and an artist, it's the same thing. Like, I mean, it's so intertwined and, you know, it's one of the reasons why too, we, you know, we talk about artistry, money and health and amplified artists, like those three pillars and mm -hmm. with health, mental health being part of that mm -hmm. and spiritual health. And yeah, it's hard if you're, if you're not a confident person in your own life, it's going to be hard for you to be confident in your skills as an artist. Like it's, it's really hard to separate the two and people who are confident in life are confident in their skills. So, um, and you know, we have had, as you know, we've had therapists come in and work with you all and employed ours on, you know, imposter syndrome and all these things, um, because they're licensed to do it and they, they know more tricks of the trade than I would, or just any other lay, lay person would. Um, but I'm glad to hear that by working on those things, that's also, you know, feeding into your art and also like 
who cares about your art if your life is miserable? You know what I mean? Like you want to have a great life too. And so it's going to serve you to be confident either way. And so, um, you know, if therapy does help you with that, that's awesome. You know? Um, so anyone listening, like that is a tool you could use if you feel like you're struggling with that. Uh, so talking about like confidence and stuff, when you first joined Amplified Artists, you hated social media. Is that fair to say? Yes. <laughs> more than you hated it. <laughs> You would literally like, pull your shirt up over your face when I would suggest, like, why don't you try this? And you'd come to our town hall meetings. And anytime anything was about social media, you were like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then somehow you decided, oh, I'm going to start two different Instagram accounts, one for my performing, one for my yoga. And anyone who knows me is like, no, you want to have, like, it's you, Michelle, the person. And so you're performing and your yoga and all these things are part of you. And so if you have two Instagram accounts, you're going to double the work. And if you hate social media, why are you not trying to double the work to build two separate audiences where there might be overlap in the audiences, whatever. And so after a while of trying the two accounts, then you decide, okay, yeah, Jim was probably right. I should just go to the one account and come back. And it's not about me being right or wrong, but it's funny to me as someone who hated social media that you tried to give yourself more social media work to do. Um, what was your thinking on that of like making the two and then why did you decide to bring it back? Yeah. I think with the two, I was like, okay, I'll have this separate account because I was teaching a lot of Zoom yoga. So I was like, I'll post my class schedules here. And for some reason that I felt like I had to keep separate, which is so silly. Honestly, okay, that's like an overarching theme of my life is like continuing to realize that all these different things that I'm interested in are so connected and can like be brought to so many things. But back to social media, I was like, okay, I can post. And I felt it's also this like apologizing for taking up space thing. I was like, I can have this like little yoga space that if people want to see my class schedule, I can post it here. And for some reason, it felt like too much to like post on my regular Instagram. I was like, I'll be posting too much. Not everybody wants to see that. If they want to see it, they can follow here. But like, that's all bullshit because if people don't want to see it, they can like mute me or unfollow. Like, and also too, it's not like I'm just the only one coming into people's algorithms. So whatever. To me, I yeah. had to separate it in my brain. And then I was like, well, too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, also like the algorithm notices, like, so if you're posting yoga and like someone just always swipes past your yoga post, but then when you're posting about your performing, that person stays on it. They're like, okay, so this person doesn't like yoga, but they like performing. So they're going to show them less of your yoga posts and more of your performing posts. So it naturally kind of caters to your audience anyway. So you don't have to think about that so much, but also like, even if they did show it, like someone can just swipe through and people don't see all of our posts anyway. So, um, but like, you know, if someone doesn't even know you have the other yoga account, then how are they going to even know you're doing the yoga? You know what I mean? So it, and we talk a lot, as you know, like an amplified artist about the, these are talking points. So, you know, if you have a casting director or a choreographer or someone else who also is into yoga and that's the way that they, you know, get into your world and get into your orbit and then learn more about you as a performer, why would you not want that to happen? Um, so, yeah, so I think it's, it's great. And so like now you brought it back together. And so your life has been easier, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> sort of toggling between the two. Although I do think when I had it in this like little separate container for the yoga thing, I, I felt more free to post on that account. And then I was like, why am I finding freedom in this like little yoga pretty account? Like I can just try to find that sort of freedom in my regular one. It's all the same. <laughs> Very cute. And have you done that? <laughs> Uh, do you feel like you've done that? You found that freedom? Um, sometimes. 
I think, yes. I mean, I think it's like it ups and flows. Like I still am sometimes like, I hate social media, burn it all down. And then I just like have to get past that feeling. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, the stakes are actually not that high. Um, I can just post this fun little thing and send it off into the stratosphere. And fortunately, I feel like my friends are very supportive and they'll like say nice things and be really kind to me on social media. So I have no reason to like, hate it because people are really nice to me yeah well even if people do make negative comments it's just someone else's opinion and you know it's it's just like sharing yourself just like in real life some people are gonna be your friend and some people aren't you know but it's interesting because you have so much freedom as we were saying earlier you have so much freedom and you're performing and then with social media you feel this constriction on yourself and it's it's interesting then and like as you're working on your confidence like you were saying and I've seen you start to post more and be more courageous with the types of things you're posting and posting things that are maybe not so filtered and edited, edited but are more just raw, which is amazing because we get to see the real you instead of this curated version of you that we all know. Like, you know, you can tell the difference in people's posts versus like the real you and then the curation, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's great. And what I want to lead that into is that you are now booking work because of social media. And this was like what we talk about in Amplified Arts all the time. There are so many ways to book work. And we have so many examples of people, and this is true of people outside Amplified Arts too, so many people booking work through all these other ways besides having to go to an audition. And so why would you not have, it's a free tool and it's a way to express yourself creatively as we were talking about. And if you can find that freedom in it, that's even better. But now, like, what, what would you say to someone who was in your shoes three years ago who were like pulling their shirt over their face? Like, I can't do anything. And now you see like the power in it. You're literally booking jobs without having to audition because of your social media. So like, what would you say to someone to help them get to that point sooner so they could be booking their jobs that way too? Yeah, I think to not be so precious and like perfectionistic about what you post um, and also I think when, if inspiration strikes and you're like, oh, this would be a fun little video to make, just like do it and see what happens. Cause I think like the couple of times where I'm like, oh, I just like feel inspired to like play this little thing on my accordion and post it or like whatever is the times and then like not thought too hard about it. And it, it honestly, it feels kind of like the, like in this play space of like, oh, I'm just going to like, this feels fun and joyful and I'm just going to record it and then oops, send it off. And maybe it's not perfect. And I don't like hit every note perfect or whatever. Um, but those are the times when I think I felt the least resistance with social media. And it's actually like been the most successful, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. And did, what did you feel like when you first got the first job off your social media, like when you got this offer, like, are you, what was that feeling? <laughs> like, yeah. What's going on? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and it was from one of those videos uh, that I was talking about. I was like, I had this idea to like make this funny jump cut. I was like, I had to sing at the ballet for a self tape. And I was like, what if instead of hitting that high note at the end, I like played it on my accordion. So I like did this jump cut and I made it. And I remember, oh my gosh, I wrote in my little one line of danger. I was like, I made this video for social media and fuck it. I'm just going to post it because it was fun. <laughs> and that's the video that my friend saw that then like sent me the audition, uh, the listing for needing an accordion player. Um, yeah. So it felt good because I was like, oh, well, I'm glad that I posted it because like I was just being goofy and like being myself. But then it ended up landing a job, even though it's not like I was like, I am posting this to get work. It just happened. 
yeah way. totally no and i think it's it's great that you say that it was fun because that in last season we had vivica chow on and she is a social media influencer and she says like you should be posting things you actually like to do like it's you and you know something i always say too is like we want to get paid to be ourselves if we're trying to be like someone else or to convince someone we could do a job because we can act a certain way like people see through that and also it's not gonna be fun it's not authentic to you like i would rather book work where i'm getting paid to be jim cooney and you're and you're being paid to be michelle lemon so my social media should be things that I like to do and things I like to talk about. And, you know, it's like, I'm not posting jump cuts of the accordion, like, because uh, that's not something I do. Right. So it's, it's finding just who you are authentically and sharing that with the world. And if you, if it feels like it's not you or it feels like it's work, then it's probably not the right kind of post or the right kind of message. Cause like, then you're not going to want to keep up with that. Anyway, you're not going to keep posting if it's not something that you enjoy doing for sure. Okay. Um, have you booked work outside, uh, besides social media, any other ways you've been booking work without auditioning? Um, I think it's through knowing people. And also, I guess, like, I've booked work at places that I've already worked without auditioning. So I had, you know, auditioned for them previously for other shows and then right. knowing me. Um, yeah. But yeah. And this is, yeah, I mean, like you just said three things. So yeah, your social media past places you've worked and relationships. And, you know, this is totally a business of relationships. It's something else I say all the time to everyone. Um, It really is who you know and knowing the people that you want to be working with instead of just trying to know everyone, right? So it's like we were talking about social media. If you don't really vibe with someone, then why are you trying to work with them anyway, right? Like focus on the people you really love to work with and you're going to do your best work. And I I see you like doing that, like kind of aligning yourself with the collaborators who you know, bring you joy as a performer and that you enjoy. And that's also helped you start dance captaining and, and assisting with the choreography now too. Yeah, totally. Right. And that, well, I think like to piggyback off of that are people who I was like, I'm not trying to like be around them all the time to get work from them. It's like, oh, I just really like them as a human and as an artist. And I want to learn from them. And so I'm going to show up to their class and like engage with them. Not because I'm like, I'm thirsty for work and please hire me. Uh, so I, you're right. lucky that the people who I've really aligned with, like it has led to work, but not because I'm like getting <laughs> <me> a job. <laughs> right. Yeah. And people can tell the difference for sure with that, you know, um, it, it's like, yeah, you want to be from, you know, the choreographer's perspective, director's perspective. We want to be around people that we also want to be around. And if someone's like making that disconnect where it's all about work, then it's hard to connect as a person. And it's just way more successful if you can connect as people because we're going to be together all the time in rehearsal and at nighttime, if we're on tour together or whatever it may be. Right. So that's awesome. That's great advice. Um, let's talk about your website for a moment too, because not only have you been like a role model with the social media stuff for, for people in Amplified Artists, like we, you know, I think they, at least I share your story of when people are come in and they join and like, I don't like social media. I always tell your story of like, okay, well, neither did Michelle. And now she's booking work off it. Same thing with your website. Um, people literally will put in the forums like, oh, I need to copy Michelle the way Michelle did her website. Her website's so great. So talk to me about the process with that. I, I know you used um, the course we have in Amplified Artists. You use that to help set up your website. And then we have the spotlight sessions where you can uh, get feedback in real time in front of the group so everyone can learn. So we did that with your website as well. Um, but I, I just want to hear like your process of how you put it together and then also has that also helped you book work or like what, how has that benefited you now that you have that up and running? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I love my website and I think it's very sweet that people look at it. Um, and I think it's, it, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, this, this, my little website space like does bring me joy and editing it like is fun to me. So I do feel lucky that feels fun. Um, but yeah, so I made my website in ProSem, um, which would have been you coaching me how to do that. So thank you. Um, what year was that? What year was I mean, that? I don't even 17. know what that was. I did spring of wow. 2017. So almost okay. seven years ago. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So I, uh, it would have been then. And then I, I use Wix as my, are we, are we allowed to say sponsor? Of course. But yeah. yeah, so I use Wix for my website. Uh, and then, yeah, so I made it for ProSem just as the like, check, I have the thing. Um, and honestly, I don't really remember how much I like edited my website before the pandemic. Like, I think I was like, oh, it's there, it exists. And then I, then the pandemic happened and I was like, oh, I should probably like make this better and update this and whatnot. Um, and then it like perfect timing wise, Amplified Artists came out and you have your website course. So I went through your course as I was editing it um, to be like, okay, are these, do I have these things? Check, 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 check. Um, and certain things within your course, I like didn't even know to think about like SEO and like putting certain words on the search, those sorts of things. You do a really good job of kind of holding people's hands through that. Cause that's like not my strong suit. I'm like pretty pictures and colors. Yay. Yeah. And like <laughs> get people that I don't know, see it on the internet is a whole different thing. Um, so your course is super helpful for that. And then I remember I posted in the forums on Amplified Artists to be like, hey, I've like made updates to my website, would love feedback. Um, and there were some good feedback that came in through that. I remember Vivica put to have um, like the little icon thing. Uh, icon, is that how you say it? Maybe icon. Well, yeah. amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so just like little details like that that I didn't even know to think about. Um, and now I'm, I love my little lemon fave icon. I'm like, That's so cute. I feel very professional having my little thing. Um, yeah. So posting the forums and then you offered the spotlight session, um, which was so great. So it was cool to see like my website reviewed in real time by you, but then also to see the other people's websites as well that you review. Cause I was like, oh, cool. I actually like what they're doing here. And I like what you said about this. Um, so it's been like a really, it's definitely evolved a lot over the years um and it's thanks to amplified artists in the community well and also you did the work i mean yeah. there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of people who have never gone through that course yet they're members and they just haven't done that course yet and so yeah you have to actually it's like going to dance class like you can't just show up you actually have to like do the work and, and that's how you have the results right mm -hmm. uh has that have you gotten compliments on that from like people as far as like when jobs have come in or has that helped you book jobs or what's been the result of that yeah um, I've definitely gotten compliments. I've also, another plug for you, gotten compliments on my reel. People are like, oh, I made a dance reel, like based off of yours, um, things like that. Uh, but yeah, I remember specifically the first job back performing uh, since COVID that I got. It This was like super self-tape era. And it just happened that like the job posting was posted on Playboy and I saw it right away. And then I had my... 16 bars or whatever that fit the style that they wanted and I sent my website and I sent my reels um and I booked it like I don't even I don't think I had any other sort of yeah I didn't have to film any callback material for that job they were just like it's yours eventually um but the man who hired me he was like I hired you because you were really nice in your email correspondence 
And I know that he also looked at my website because you can see in like the Wix, uh, like mm-hmm. these are the locations of people looking at your stuff um, sort of thing. So I know that he had like looked at my website. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So he was like, I don't know, made all these, like I get what, yeah. what your vibe is and your personality based on your online presence, which is cool. Because yeah. at that time, especially like it had to be based on your online presence. We weren't going in person audition. Right. Mm-hmm. So did you have to submit something originally or it was just your real and website only? Yeah, just my real website and I think 16 bars and then like headshot resume. But the 16 bars you already had filmed and it was already on your website. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I, yeah. And I try to tell people this all the time, like you can book, and I just put a post about this on social media a little while ago that about how many people are booking jobs without going to an audition. Like you're literally just sending in stuff you've already done because you could send your website real 16 bar cut to anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not doing any more work. You're literally just copy and pasting the URL mm-hmm. to your website and that is booking you a job. Yeah. Right. It's like your own agent. And mm-hmm. so it, it's about building out all of these marketing materials so that they are all doing the work for you. And I love that you said that you saw that they had looked at your website because people on social media, you get a notification, right? You get a like, a comment, a share, a DM, like, you know, who's looking at your stuff. It's, it's very easy. With your website, you don't know, like someone could be on your website right now or my website. We would not know, mm-hmm. right? Unless you have analytics set up and you go back and look at that later. But because no one's actually like commenting on your website or, or sharing things on your website, you think like, oh, it's not really that important because it's not really that involved. But you're not understanding the behind the scenes or maybe you're not realizing the behind the scenes. People are always looking at that and checking that out. And so, like you said, if you had just sent in a reel and they didn't have the website to look at, they couldn't have gotten the full picture of who you were and it maybe wouldn't have sealed the deal for you. So that's, that's amazing. And I think, you know, we have to just be mindful that people are going to hire us in so many different ways. And even if you do go to an audition, right? So maybe, maybe people who are performers don't understand this, but once you leave the audition, like let's say it's down to the last five people or whatever, what we do is we go look at your website to get more. If we don't know you, we go look at your website to get more information on you, see other examples of your work. We go to your social media to see what kind of a person you are or you haven't posted in a long time or your social media is only you performing and we can't see anything about who you are as a person. It doesn't help us like really get to know you compared to other people who are doing those things. So it's such like, I always like it seals the deal, right? The relationships, people that we can call on your resume. It's all these other things besides your talent that then come into play to to make the final verdict. So I love that, that you you actually could see that happening in real time for yourself. I do remember because I got, I submitted to that job specifically. And then I got an email that was like, hey, we just want to be transparent about like, these are the details of the contract, basically being like, you're in final consideration. How does this sound? And then I like looked at my, whatever, the analytics. And I was like, oh, there are like this many clicks in this little region of Pennsylvania where this city is, or where this theater is. Um, and I, yeah. I think I booked this. And then I did. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And speaking of for analytics, because this comes up a lot with performers too. Um, people like, oh, people aren't watching my YouTube videos if that's how you've submitted yourself. And I, I know casting directors have said this, and I'm just going to say it again on their behalf for anyone who's listening. <laughs> because when we, like when a casting director sends me the people who submit for a job, they're not sending me YouTube links. They send us, it's like EchoCast is what it's called. And so they take all the submissions and they put those videos all into this system. So they're just downloading your videos off of YouTube basically and putting them into the system. So you're not seeing the views, but even though we're watching them, you're not seeing that because it's not on YouTube where it's happening. So if anyone's been wondering, like no one's watching my videos, just since we're talking about analytics here, I just wanted to 
throw that out there as well. Yeah. Um, all right. So speaking of like actually in-person auditions, so you said 2017 is when we met, yes. right? That's you did ProSim. Yes. And now it's 20, the end of 2023. And this is the first time we're actually officially working together outside of like the ProSim showcase because you're doing the My Fair Lady tour. Okay. And, and uh, I just want people to know that like, this is not a case of nepotism or favoritism or any of these things Like you. And I've told you when you booked the job, I think I called you right away and said, just so you know, you did this on your own, not because of me, because I try to, when I know someone, um, let the other people in the room kind of lead because I don't want it to come across like I'm trying to push for someone that I like. Obviously, I will like stand up and vouch for them if I hear something wrong or like, you know, eventually I do tell people like, okay, this is someone that I, I know and trust and would love to work with. But, and the first thing, I just don't ever do that. And so you came in actually last year, right? So when this re remounted uh, in the fall of 2022, you made it to the very end and then it got uh, someone else, had, well, other people had booked the job. And just based on like the way the puzzle works, right? And I told you that. I'm like, you did nothing wrong. You litter around the table at the end. It's like heights and all the different things that you need to do, right? But then throughout the year, as people were leaving the casting, it was Bender casting at the time. Now it's Ark. But Bender was calling you in for these replacements. He said, hey, can you sing a high C? Because we need someone that can do this. So like you've always been in the mix. You came in again this year. And then this year you ended up booking it. So I just want to show people like the persistence that you did that you kept showing up every time they called and asked you and you were also honest like that high c example for example you were like oh maybe not consistently and that's great it's like okay so this is in the right track it didn't say okay she's not she's out of the files it was like okay just for this one slot you know we we can't use her right now so this is what i tell people all the time like it's it's just a giant puzzle it does not mean you're not talented it does not mean we don't want to work with you it's it's just the way the cookie crumbles because you're trying to like fit so many different things together and like if the lead is someone then that means the the principal has to be someone that can cover the lead and then the ensemble person has to cover that principal so like that whole silo has to be thought out but then if that person's in the ensemble who is going to be their dance partner like it's it's so much for people to figure out so talk to me about that like how, did you as you were coming in all these times were you like Ugh, i keep coming in i'm not booking this or were you like one of these times i want to book it or like what was your mental talk as you were going through this whole process over the last it was a year process for you to finally get into the show yeah yeah I think it goes back to this like non-attachment thing I think going in a year ago I was like ah, oh, this is so exciting I get to dance with Jim Cooney today <laughs> but really though I was like this is so fun an opportunity and especially to like there had been live auditions happening again at that point but I mean not a ton so I was like oh my gosh I get to like be in the room um and I just felt, even though it didn't work out a year ago, I was like, I'm just so grateful that I got to dance with you and meet this casting team. And I was like, and there's somebody in the space who I know like supports me. Um, so it just felt, I was like, this feels good. And this feels like a win all around, even though I'm not like, I didn't book the job. And then when the immediate replacement thing happened, I felt going back to like having your materials in order so you can send them off fast. I was like, oh, this is a great example of that because I got an email that was like, hey, we're considering you for an immediate replacement track. Can you send in the dance combo, your 32 bars, 16 bars or whatever, your website, your headshot, your resume. Like it was like, boom, 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 send these things in. And I was like, oh, cool. I already have the dance combo on film from actually when it was still the equity tour because I had like submitted then. Um, I went, oh, I have all these things already. 
And I remember I was on the subway when I got that email about, and I was like, okay, I need to just respond to this as soon as possible. So I got to my destination and I was like going to meet a friend. And I was like, hey, is it okay if I just like sit down and I send this off really quick? And so I did it on my phone, um, which is great that I had it, like everything ready to go and I could just send it off. Um, and as I was like out for the day, I was getting emails being like, cool, can you send a slate? So I was like, okay, cool. Can somebody please fill me <laughs> while I'm out in New York City, like doing this later? Right. Um, so yeah, so that felt cool. And then with the high C thing, I was like, Okay, I never had to do that eight shows a week. And I don't want to lie and be like, yeah, that's totally in my wheelhouse and then show up and not deliver. So I was like, I just had to be transparent about like what the deal is. Right. If it's not meant to be, it's not, it's we. And it wasn't meant to be then, but then it was meant to be this time. Um, right. Yeah. So it feels, it feels like timing wise things happened when they were supposed to happen, um, which is really cool. And then I think this past round of auditions that we had, that where I did end up booking, um, it was this play thing. I think this time around, I was like, okay, well, I know this dance combo. Like, I've done it a couple of times now. Um, and in the room, I think you were really great about stressing, like, we're looking for actors. We need the ensemble tracks to fill all sorts of different characters. So, like, this section is like this, and this is like this, and this. And I think every time in that audition room, I was like, I'm going to make a different choice for each of these sections every time. And I'm just going to challenge myself to like explore a different street seller this time and a different type of party or this time. And it was just really fun. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Right. This is like a little acting right. myself. Um, yeah. And that's what I ended up where I ended up uh, booking the job, which was like a right. cool bonus, <laughs> a big bonus. Yeah. Well, well, newsflash for everyone, if it's not obvious that the director also has say on the casting. So, you always should be acting in your dance auditions 100%. And then your vocal auditions, the same thing, because the director also has to sign off on you. And they're going to just rely on the choreographer to handle the dancing. They're looking at, can you tell a character? Can you tell a story? Can you be a character? Because if you have to cover a featured role, are you going to be able to do that? That's what they're looking for. And uh, you are absolutely right to be doing different acting choices every single time you do it to show people as much range. Um, and, you know, just to elaborate on something I said earlier about, you know, not being favoritism or whatnot. When we would call those Binder at the time, but in this year arc, to say, hey, this person's leaving the show. Can you send us some people to look at for a replacement? We don't we don't go through the files and say, oh, can you call in so and so, so and so and so and so? Casting does that. And then they say, here's who's interested and available. And they give us like the final selects that they've already gone through. So all those times that they were calling you, that was I was not even involved in that process. I was just getting your name after we got the final thing. So uh, and, you know, like I said, even from the very first round, when you came in, you made it to the end section of like those last five headshots on the table, just completely on your own. So I just want to commend you on that and and say, you know, you did a great job. And um, for people listening that, yes, it helps who you know, but you also, you know, you want to pull out the goods when you, you know, get there to the audition as well. And yes, it, and because so I mean, you got me into the room. I think that is a huge thing that for a year ago it was because we were on a zoom call totally unrelated and you're like hey i'm going to uh or we're having my fair lady auditions did you submit and i was like yeah i think i did um and you're like are you going to be in the room and i was like oh no like i didn't hear back and you're like okay hold on like send me i remember you're like send me clips of you singing because you haven't heard me sing before and they're like oh great i'll like send you to the people and then we'll see if you can get an audition slot and then i did 
So you were as much as you're like, I wasn't involved, like you were involved to get me into the space to be seen by the people. Uh, well, it, yeah. I mean, like anyone who's a friend of mine, if they like, if I think they're right for the show, I mean, I wouldn't go up to someone if they're not right for the show and say, hey, did you submit for this? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm ha if someone's right for it, it, I mean, we want the show to be the best it can be. So of course we want the great people to come in. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, well, this is awesome. I, I think so much of what you shared is going to be helpful for so many other people. Is there anything else that you feel before we wrap up that any other advice or tips for people that you think would be helpful things you've learned along the way that maybe would be pearls of wisdom for other people? Mm -hmm. I think I, I just feel very grateful that I'm living this life. I feel like super super grateful, really lucky, and also just like filled with joy. I love theater so much. And I think that I, that sounds so dorky, but I really do. Like I love dancing. I love theater. I love all these things so much. And so I think I, as long as I like keep connecting to that joy and that gratitude, like life feels really good. Um, yeah. So I feel very fortunate. You are a very joyful person. I mean, I think that's what draws people to want to work with you is that you you literally are a ray of sunshine all the time. So thank you. You're in, you're in stressful situations. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So that's great for everyone to connect to why you're an artist. I mean, I think it's it's going to help you be a better performer to know that too. But in those times, especially when you're trying to detach from the, you know the results of what the audition is going to be, like just staying focused in why you are there as an artist anyway. And you know, like if all of us think back to when we were little kids, we'd be pinching ourselves that here we are auditioning for these you know, Broadway shows and, and tours and I'm working like you've been working in Europe and like all over the place and doing all these things like we're, we're living the dream that we always dream for ourselves. And so, you know, if we have to remind ourselves that, yes, we are doing our dream right now. This is amazing. Uh, yes. I feel that extra with this My Fair Lady tour because the second stop on the tour is Madison, Wisconsin, which is where I'm from. And I grew up going to see the tours that came through the Overture Center. Oh, amazing. And I, so it like makes me really weepy because I was like, I get to be in one of them. So I'm very excited. Yes, that's amazing. I actually, so back when I was still performing over 20 years ago, now I was um, the dance captain for the uh, Music Man Tour, the Susan Stroman Music Man Tour. And we played Cleveland and that's where I grew up. And my dad every year for the holidays always got me the Broadway series tickets. Mm -hmm. So that was like, and we'd go to see all the shows every year. And like, that's how I learned you could do this as a living and mm -hmm. all these things. And so. I remember like that same feeling of like, just, I can't believe I'm on this stage and these people are watching me. Like I grew up watching all of them. So you're going to, you're going to inspire someone and you're going to make people want to pursue this like you have, but just by watching you in the show. So that's so amazing. I'm so excited. That's so cool. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was such great information. I really appreciate you being so open and vulnerable to share all these things with us and let us know more about your journey. And, and uh, I think it's really going to be inspiring for people. Thanks, Jim Coney. This was so fun. It's so great to chat with you always. Yes. All right. I'll see you later. Yeah, you see you. Bye. So friends, what did you think about that? Are there ways you could be booking work more on autopilot? Are there ways your marketing materials could improve? If you want help with this, don't forget about the free resource I mentioned at the top of this episode, your free dream career blueprint. It gives you the 20 building blocks you need to build your dream career in the fastest and easiest way possible. You can download it for free at jimcooney.me forward slash blueprint or by clicking the link to it in the show notes. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe. And while you're there, could you please leave the show a five-star review, especially if you think this podcast will be helpful for someone else? 
And if you've got any questions, you can give me a shout on Instagram. I'm at JimCooneyNYC. And finally, if you really love the show and want to support it, leaving a small tip is greatly appreciated, and there's a link to do so in the show notes. Remember, there is no one on the planet who is just like you, so stay true to the gifts you have and who you are. Thanks for tuning in today. Now here's a little preview of next week's episode. I will see you then. Networking. Just the sound of that word probably makes you feel gross inside. I mean, does anyone really want to go to a cocktail party where the drinks are overpriced and where you're in a room full of people all talking about how wonderful they are and where they're all trying to talk to quote unquote the cool kids at the top of the social ladder, trying to get a job from them or act like they're better friends with them than you are. And they're tossing their resume credits around and dropping so many names you need to go get a broom to sweep all them names up. No, 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 that is not how we are going to do it. And newsflash, that way doesn't work that well anyway. Instead, we are going to network in a way that feels organic to you and where you actually enjoy doing it, not detest it. 